today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. Talking today about our electricity rates. Yeah, at it again. Uh, it, it seems, uh, of course, a lot of people are talking in, uh, well, including the Auditor General, uh, wanting to know uh, a little bit more about the creative accounting that the Ontario Liberals are doing in order uh, to try to justify what is going on with not really changing the electric electricity system in any way. In other words, not really correcting the mistake. Uh, she doesn't believe her electricity system is a mistake. What she believes is the fact that she thought you could pay for it all was a mistake. So uh, she's listened to you. And, you know, what she said was you told her you wanted the rates reduced. So rather than changing the plan or altering the plan in any way or stopping the plan, she just refinanced it so it would take another 10 years to pay for it, moving it down to 30 years. That time, you know, talking about the, uh, the technology becoming obsolete, they, they, they closed the, the plant in Tilsonburg that was making wind turbines because it's outdated already and they didn't want to retorque it. So... You know, at the end of the day, uh, I guess they had to say something and uh, have come up with uh, part of their or part of their 2017 long-term energy plan was sort of the attempt to clean all of this up. And as a result, we find out that uh, hmm, the prices will go up another 43% once this little, uh, I guess, vacation, which is between now and the next election, once it, it runs out, then the rates continue to go skyward in order in order to make up for it all. So it's basically, you know, you're paying for a car even after it's sort of on its last legs or you're pouring money into it to repair it. Uh, to talk more about all of this, Steve Alpin is with us, publisher of Emission Track, which monitors CO2, carbon dioxide emissions from energy use, and is with us now. Steve, thanks for taking uh, the time to join us here today. Nice to be with you again, Scott. Thanks. So uh, your thoughts here, Steve. Um, you know, uh, Auditor General just a, a week or so ago came out and said these numbers don't jive, that uh, you're calling uh, debts assets, you're moving things around in this game, trying to, to, to make it look like it's better than what it is. I guess they have answered uh, with this, uh, uh, I guess, long-term energy plan. What is it really telling us? Well, I think that you described it pretty accurately off the top, which is just it's just basically a refinancing of of uh, of a debt burden that we're that we're accumulating as we speak. Instead of addressing the cause of this of the problem of high electricity rates, and let's not forget that that is that's the central problem that we're talking about here. Instead of addressing that cause, which is the shoehorning of of massive amounts of green energy into our system after 2010. Uh, they're addressing the symptom of it, which is the uh, excessive electricity costs. So what we're going to do is we're, we're getting rate relief temporarily until uh, sometime in the future, at which point we'll start, to, we'll start uh, repaying what, we've, what, we owe these, uh, what we owe these generators. So it's not a solution to the problem. It's just a temporary stopgap to cool the, uh, the, the heat uh, over high electricity rates. What can they do? What should they be doing? Well, in my opinion, I mean, there are, there's, there's a debate uh, among people like me uh, over how, to what extent they should uh, uh, revisit some of these contracts that they signed regarding wind power and solar power, which, in my view, are just exorbitant and, and totally unjustified. Uh, there are people who say that you can't simply tear up contracts, and I'm skeptical of that. But one thing that they absolutely should do is just cancel the wind and solar contracts that they have that are in the pipeline right now. We absolutely do not need that power, and it would be 
quite unconscionable in my why, opinion. Why are they not doing that, Steve? Like, again, there's no demand for power. Clearly, people are screaming about this. We're paying too much, more than we should be. And yet, rather than, you know, changing it's one thing, but to stop it from growing, that just seems like stopping the bleeding just seems to be a, a natural thing. Why are they it, not doing this? Yes, it's it sounds like a no-brainer, and that's and I, I'm at a loss to explain why, Scott. I wonder if it might boil down to something that we're seeing uh, a, a syndrome that we're seeing south of the border, where we've got a president who doesn't like to back off of positions that he's taken, no matter how crazy they were when he uttered them. Uh, I think we're, we've got a government here that doesn't want to back off a position, a sort of green energy position, for lack of a better, uh, for lack of better terminology, doesn't want to back off that, in spite of the fact that it's proven to be an absolute disaster for them. Uh, I, I wonder how much of it is, comes down to that. Uh, but I really, it's it's a no-brainer that they should be canceling the ones that are in the pipeline because we, as you said, we don't need the power right now, and and we're knocking uh, expensive established generation that's also zero carbon, uh, for example, uh, uh, OPG Hydro and Bruce Nuclear, out of the system t- so that we can pay for wind that costs twice as much. We did that just starting at 10 p.m. last night. It, it's crazy. So uh, uh, I. I can offer up that as an explanation, but uh, it's it's really it's quite a remarkable situation where we've got a government that's not going to take these um, projects out of the pipeline. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to the Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to three on AM nine hundred CHML.